Support for Jeff Needs Sports is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclusive offer for my listeners today. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code JHUNT. That's capital J-H-U-N-T at manscaped.com. All right, everybody. Welcome to Jeff Needs Help or Jeff Needs Sports. Sorry, that's my other podcast. <laughs> that's a quick plug. Uh, this is a knee jerk reaction or knee jerk analysis, uh, an official off the ball network exclusive. And um, this is where we take uh, we take a subject or a topic that is uh, kind of lighting the social media, Twitter, you know, everything on fire, and it's usually it's usually off the field stuff. And uh, this week was a pretty easy one. Um, I got a couple guys here from the network. I've got actually I've got not not just a couple guys. I got the guys. I got uh, Chris LeBron, president of the Off the Ball Network. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, I'm glad to be on with you guys. I know this is a fun topic to talk about right now, so I, I had to sneak out and, and chop it up with you guys about this. Yes, it is, and I've got I've got a one on one, a true one on one here. I got the vice president, my fellow vice president of uh, Off the Ball Network and host of the Up in Flames podcast. I got Mo. What's up, Mo? Uh, you know, Jeff. You know, when you said you wanted to talk about this, <laughs> this is one subject about a certain player that I really care about, so I couldn't miss this one. Yeah, so here it is. What we're going to talk about today is we're talking about the Justin Fields situation. And um, I'll kind of give a little background on this. Now, yes, I, full disclosure before we get started, me and Mo are Ohio State fans. This is not an Ohio State subject. Um, but it it does it is reflecting it because we happen to watch every game that Justin Fields played. So it does factor into it. But this is not a Ohio State apologist. So what it is, and um, coincidentally, I wrote an article earlier this week and put it up on the network, Off the Ball Network. Everybody go there and check out everybody's work, by the way. And what it was was – Basically, I was discussing the steps of the so-called draft experts and uh, what they do every year to create content in between basically February and the April draft. And I kind of went through it step by step. You know, you 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 find a guy, you find a guy that um, you know is a, a, a you want a, you want a good player, a famous player, you know, and then you kind of you know you want a highly rated player in the draft board, and then you come up with something to to a negative or a, a weakness. And then you debate each other about that for a couple months. And then you throw some slander out there and then you get social media commenting on it for, for a while. And then now you've got your name out there and then you say something crazy and then you take it back and explain it. But now you're, you're debating yourself over, over something that didn't happen. And we had that happen big time this week. We'll get into it. And then I described the, the perfect subject is, is I called it the unicorn for these guys. And um, that's a that's a talented black quarterback out of a big name school that had a successful career because that that is the most eyeballs that you're going to get. And then that, and then you can start throwing out your dog whispers and your comments and everything. And and um, you just you just you just light everything on fire for, for no reason, for no reason, without the willingness of the subject. It was the was the main thing. So we're talking about Justin Fields here. He's not making a dime off of this and they're going to go on ESPN for the next two weeks and yell at each other across the table or, or Fox sports or wherever. 
And Justin Fields had no, no part in it. They didn't they didn't call him. They didn't interview him. None of that. He just he's just a subject. So uh, anyway, that's just the backstory on how this started. So uh, so I got Chris and uh, Mo here uh, to kind of kind of break down this process. So two days ago, we'll, we'll start with Orlovsky. Uh, this is the easiest way to start because that's the hottest one right now. Orlovsky goes on McAfee's show and says, I heard, uh, you know, through the grapevine, basically, anonymous source, Justin Fields isn't um, a great practice player. That doesn't put in doesn't put in the work. Right. And we all know that. And so that starts. So so obviously the Twitterverse, especially like there's a million billion high state fans. They jump on him. And then he comes out with the uh, I didn't say I said it. I just said that's what I heard. And I want to clarify that I called some people and asked him if it was true in the high state program. And they all said, oh, no, that's definitely not true. So, like, I just want to say that I didn't think it was true. I just said it. And I'm like, well, why'd you say it? You know? And uh, first of all, everybody's letting McAfee off the hook. I know a lot of people love McAfee, and I used to. But um, he could have stepped in. Like, that was the chance when he – because he asked, you know, Orlovsky says, I heard this. McAfee says, from who? Which is cool. He's doing his job just like we would. We do the same thing. We're the same podcasters. We do the same thing. And then when Orlovsky's like, oh, I can't tell you, McAfee throws in, well, it had to be somebody within the Ohio State program. So within two minutes, what what Twitter nation has heard, what social media nation has heard, what overreaction nation has heard is people in the Ohio State program say Justin Fields isn't a hard worker. That's That's the message that they put out there. And then now Justin Fields had nothing to do with it, has to defend that. But he can't. I mean, he, can't, he don't. He don't have to defend it. But he has to uh, prove it wrong. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so we'll start. I know that's a lot. I was just giving everybody the backstory because I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little wound up today. <laughs> so, um, you guys will. Uh, first of all, let me ask you. Like every year, we see this. Do you guys? You guys read the article, obviously. Um, do, do you agree with me on this false draft cycle that these guys create every year? I will start with you, Chris. I mean, it, it, I feel like a lot of this is just to create just buzz and, and just create a story that's not that's not real. Like, I, it, this is what it's about. It's draft season, smoke screen season. People are going to create stuff, you know, for, for draft purposes, for teams to, you know, get more, get less. It, it, it's just all a bunch of – everyone's working in cahoots with this, you know, it feels like we, – and – but – we hear this. It happens in the NBA draft. We hear all this crap. All this Lamelo Ball doesn't work hard. I heard the same thing about Lamelo There's Ball. And great then example. You watch him on the court, and you're like, <laughs> "No, he works hard. You can tell. Like that's just not because he's skilled. He puts in the time and the work to for his at his craft. And, and it's kind of similar with Justin Fields with with Lamelo. Like you heard the same stuff. And you know me doing a lot of draft stuff. I was like, eh, that to me, that's just teams just trying to throw stuff out so they can get LaMelo at four or five or wherever they are, you know, to get let him drop. So that's to me what this is all about. Like just to, Hey, Oh, whoa, whoa, he doesn't practice good. You know, it, it may be a team that'd be like, let's get this out. So maybe at five or wherever we're picking six, we, we could drop, you know, but to me, it, I, I, teams are going to do their homework. They're going to talk to the coaches. They're gonna, they, we know how the process works. They, they're going to get their information. It's not going to be from an anonymous source and all that. To me, Orlowski tends to do stuff like that and all that yeah. just to try to get people to get him. We all know how Orlowski is. He, he's very – he likes to be very, you know, hot takey, you know. Yes. Uh, you know, he's uh, very cruise-like, you know. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, 
No, nah, shout out to Cruz. But um, shout out to Cruz. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Cruz. But um, yeah, I don't. It's just nonsense. It really is. Just, it's just typical draft stuff that you get in every draft. And yeah. to me, like to try to downplay what Justin Fields has done, like we know he puts in the work. Like, like it's come on, guys. Like, did you see him in, in the you know against Clemson? Like. Like, this teammates said, were going to dive him. Like they, they were running through a wall for him, and and that starts at practice. Because if he wasn't a good practice player, they wouldn't have cared. They wouldn't have gone all right. out for him. They they played hard for him because they saw how gutsy he was, you know. And then the national championship too. So that's all nonsense. Yeah, as far as the practice that you you touched on it, he. I mean, you know, me and Mo watch it. You know, we're 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 invested, and he carried. He pulled that team through a tough season they had with all the. Uh, um, you know, the guys out with COVID and all that and the short season and the, and the canceled games. Like, if you watch, like, that dude, like, you know, r- rallied his team. And you're right, Chris. They don't play like that. As far as addressing those issues, like, they don't play that for with a guy like that. And as far as just, like, there's no way you can see this guy play for the last two years. He had two of the best years in college football history. That That's just the way it is. I've looked at the numbers. Like, that's just where they're at. And then you can't see everything they did at Pro Day. He checks every box that you want in a quarterback, that they say you want in a quarterback. And then still he went from – I looked the last mock draft I saw, like one of the NFL mock drafts, having down at five, the fifth quarterback. Like you you can't – there's no justification that a guy that is a can't-miss absolute prospect and then goes to the national championship game on his back and then you, you're dropping because you're working out in shorts – yeah, like, I, that doesn't make any sense. So, uh, so all right, Mo, go ahead, man. Let, let, I, I just I don't even know where to start. You go ahead. So I know here's here's what I want to start about with Justin Fields. It's mighty funny. So I think the narrative about Ohio State quarterbacks is first off they typically do have black quarterbacks, but I don't. That's a whole nother conversation. Ohio but State it's quarterbacks, not another conversation, right? But they don't excel in the NFL, and and I'll give them. There were certain guys we didn't have expectations for to be great in the NFL. JT Barrett, right? Uh, That's it was thing. it was a surprise with Terrell Pryor, but obviously with all that you know tattoo gate stuff, the scandal that ruined a year of eligibility. That changed a lot of things. I think Terrell Pryor could have been a fairly good quarterback. He didn't get a fair chance after the fact, but that's besides the point. Cardell Jones, I didn't have like high expectations for right. Cardell Jones. I didn't uh I did for Braxton Miller, but when he switched to wide receiver, okay, it looked like he could be a good little slot receiver in the NFL. He was so athletic. But outside there's not like up until Dwayne Haskins, like we thought Dwayne Haskins was going to be different than what we've seen from every other quarterback because of his true throwing ability in the pocket. He made plays. Obviously, he's a bust, but I don't think it was his talent. I think it was just his – I think he had a work ethic problem. I don't think he adapted to the NFL life and being a star, being a starter. I just don't think he had it. He still can revive himself. He's, what, been in the league, what, three years? You know, he still has a chance to get with the right organization that's going to take special interest in him and get him right. But then you talk about Justin Fields. And my problem, my problem would be if Justin Fields dropped and it was justifiable, then whatever. These guys, Matt Jones, you tell me the last Alabama quarterback that was <laughs> any type of good in the NFL. Tell me yeah. any type of Alabama quarterback I should be looking at to say that they don't have the same perception as Ohio State quarterbacks. The difference, look at Jalen Hurts coming out of Alabama, transferred over to Oklahoma. But when he was at Alabama, oh, we don't see NFL-type talent. Tua takes over. Tua comes out of Alabama. 
Obviously, with his injury, that was the scary part. But then they start picking apart Tua about all the weapons he has, and he's not going to have that in the crate. But Mac Jones, nobody talks about. It's crazy that the Heisman winner was a Alabama wide receiver. The next best <laughs> receiver in college football this year was two, probably Jalen Waddle. The two highest rated receivers in the draft, and I, this isn't shade at Jones. Like this, and it goes to the Fields defense. Like I'll touch on that real quick. You know, yeah. a lot of Fields his 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 biggest thing that they had realistically before this work ethic shit started was um, he held on to the ball too long. And my argument would be like. Yeah, these these guys that go to Alabama, Ohio State, we're talking next, next, next level talent. Of course, you're gonna hold on to the ball because you know if you wait another second, you got a 60 yard touchdown. And Fields did that more often than not. Did anybody watch the Clemson game? That's why he held on to the ball. That's why he held on to the ball. Like his air yards are off the chart. I won't get into the analytics. His air yards are off the chart. Him, Burrow, guys like that. And Mac Jones had one of those seasons. But like, what do they want these quarterbacks to do? Just check down. Like nah, nah, man. Let Smith go because I want to raise my draft stock. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this seven yard out real quick. Meanwhile, the Heisman Trophy winner is bored. Like, and college is a little you different too. You don't necessarily check down. Like college right. to me is a little bit different. And the reason why, like teams like Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, they are so much more talented and superior to other teams that they try things because you know what, if I turn over the ball, trying this, if I hold it because I see in two more steps, he's going to be open. It doesn't matter. We're going to win the game regardless until those juggernauts start playing each other. That's when mistakes really matter. I mean, we see upsets and stuff, but for the most part, Clemson, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and a guy like Matt Jones, they've been the favorite going into the game. And it's been by like double digits. You don't really expect anybody to be close within them until they play each other. So it's like when you start playing those games, that's when mistakes matter. And we're killing, and not me, but people are killing Justin Fields two games, two games. Now, forget last year. Forget last year. No bad games last year. He's outplayed. No bad games. No bad games last year. He outplayed Trevor Lawrence, minus that interception that one He's outplayed Trevor Lawrence twice. He outplayed Trevor Lawrence in in the semifinal last year. Obviously, you know, he threw that one interception. That's all people remember. Yeah, full disclosure, I think Lawrence is the number one pick in the draft. I don't want anybody thinking that I'm doing that. Uh, But I'm saying – Right, right, right. I'm not making my case – Yeah, I'm not making my case for Fields over Lawrence. But what I'm saying is when he played outside of – Bama, so I'll give you three games, and I'll say Bama, and then, but really what we're talking about is Indiana and Northwestern, because Bama was me, just so yeah. good this year. What let me really tell you about something about the he Indiana. He didn't play bad. Like, he really they were, didn't play bad, and they won the game. They were up 30, they, they, they were rolling Indiana because of Justin Fields. I Like, he had a bad, I understand that it was a tough quarter, but if you watch, like, but I could say the same thing. If you just watched the first half, he, he rolled them. He rolled them. You know, your defense starts giving up big plays, and, yes, he threw some stupid interceptions. But, like, his worst game, he was rolling still. Like, that's his worst game on tape. Now, Northwestern game was tough. He did get confused by his own defense. Uh, that That's a tough one. It's You you can't get around that. They but bailed two of out. his best receivers didn't play either. Like, so, you know, he had that is a bad what, missing game two running record. backs. Like, my thing, we were missing an off- uh, half our offensive line. Like, you look, you put – so oh, in no, the Northwestern game – It's put, real. Yeah, put Trevor Lawrence in that same situation. Take two of his three best receivers, two of his five best offensive linemen, and take Etienne and the next running back out of the game. I understand. And you tell me how good Clemson, you know what I'm saying? You tell me how good Clemson does and how great Trevor Lawrence of a game against the best defense in college football. Like they were, Indiana and Northwestern were actually two of the ranked 
best defenses in college football. We don't factor that. Clemson didn't play a best defense in college football. Notre Dame wasn't it. The closest was Miami. Miami was the best defense they seen all season. And I'll say Ohio State, they looked bad against Ohio State. Ohio State defense really wasn't that great this year. Mm. So I, that was my concern going into the Clemson game. But Trevor, like my thing is Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence, it's been 1A and 1B since they've been in high school. Yeah, for six coming years. Coming out of high school, coming into college, coming in college. Once Justin Fields got to Ohio State, it was who was better out of Trevor Lawrence yep. and Justin Fields. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence had the one up because of his freshman year, rolling through Alabama, winning the national championship. He had the one up while George, uh, while Justin Fields was sitting behind in Georgia. But once he got to Ohio State, it was Hand-to-hand, when they played each other the past two years, it wasn't no storyline of Ryan Day versus Dabble. It was Justin Fields versus Trevor Lawrence. Who's going to get the best of who? Who's going to play better? All eyes were on them. Now, all of a sudden, Justin Fields is the fifth quarterback taken in the draft? Yeah, like like I say, nothing against Trey Lance, but how does he move up by playing one average, like one game to where all he did was run the football for North Dakota State, and he jumps – the fields that, that went to the national championship with broken ribs. Um, and then, uh, Chris, I, I want to get your opinion on a couple of these things that I noticed. Like, I'm uh, some new dog whistles that I'm picking up on. Like, you guys know how the draft goes, whether it's, um, you know, we go back what probably 10 years of highly, highly drafted black quarterbacks. I mean, um, you know, Deshaun Watson comes out, Kyler Murray comes out, and now I've noticed, like, with fields, like they're starting to get really creative with the dog whistles. So they can't say, like, he's a running quarterback anymore because Deshaun Jackson wins it, or Deshaun, uh, sorry, I'm sorry, Jackson, um, Lamar Jackson. Lamar. Apologize, Deshaun. Hard up today, but like when they start being successful, and then it starts getting a little more obvious. So what I notice now is like they they say, oh, he he uh, he can't get to his second read. Yeah, he can't get to his, you know, he doesn't go to his second read. Uh, he can't read the defense. So now they're getting really like, you know, a little more subtle with it, but they're saying, or, or when they start bringing up work ethic, I mean, they actually said, this is what, okay, I'll get back to the McAfee. Then I'll get your thoughts on it, Chris, because I'm so mad today. Um, <laughs> they get to, we get to the McAfee Orlovsky conversation. So they both, they both, you know, get on Twitter and they're like, no, no, we didn't say it. We were just, we heard it. And we were talking about it, but they still bring up all the stuff. And McAfee even McAfee even said the phrase first one or last one in first one out of the building, and then they start discussing that. But nobody said that about Justin Field. They said it. Yeah, they threw and that then, out there. It, 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 like then they you know came out and defended it. But I'm like, you're the one that said it. If you like, why would you put that phrase out there? So now that quote is everywhere. The quote is that quote is affiliated with Justin Fields now, and there absolutely nobody said it. Except McAfee, there's no justification. Um, it, it's just insane, man. It's just insane. So, so Chris, what do you what do you think about this new? Uh, is okay, okay. I'll ask I'll ask a couple questions at a time. So, is there any way to say that that race at the quarterback position still doesn't matter? There's is there any way to possibly act like it 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 doesn't matter anymore because it's it apparently is still there. And I'm not saying this is a 100% black and white thing. I, I'm not saying that. But there's no way to avoid the issue. Uh, what do you think, man? Am I crazy? No, I mean, it's still it's still a thing. It's it still a thing. In 2021, we're still – it's still a thing. Just go back to Lamar Jackson's draft. That's uh, they, they picked him apart like crazy. Well, he's run first. He's this, you know, he's this, that. He can't read – right? That seems to be a big thing is 
you know, it just happens to be when you bring up, you know, an African-American quarterback. There you go. It just happens. They can't, they can't go through their, their progressions, right? Progressions. They, there you go. They go on there. They stay on their first read, and that's it. Or then they run. And it's still, you know, they picked up. I know Deshaun Watson is going through a lot of stuff right now. So that's the but the, but the, the process yeah. for him. Like the process with him, the same thing. Like this dude won a national championship, right? <laughs> Deshaun Watson, right? Won the national championship against Alabama and was in a dogfight the year before with Alabama in the national yeah. championship. And then they're, they're picking apart. Yet somehow this guy from North Carolina, Mitchell Trubisky, comes out of nowhere. And suddenly he's skyrocketing, and he's the number two pick in the draft. That makes zero sense to me. And guess what? It panned out that way. Look at it. Trubisky signed a one-year deal for $2 million to be a backup to in be Buffalo. To be a backup. To be yeah. a backup, to right? To be a backup. Lamar Jackson's an MVP. Deshaun Watson is an MVP caliber player, right? So, and I couldn't believe like It's just like we just try to find in the process, like Trubisky thing. He was a one-year starter. Didn't it wasn't like he was suit like he didn't lead UNC to the to the ACC championship or, or whatever national championship. It's suddenly because he's you know he's the you know uh, he just I fits don't the know mold. Why. Yeah, he fits, fits the mold, and you're not taking much of a chance. And you take him and like it, it just and Matt, Patrick Mahomes too. Like they were like, well, he's a gunslinger. He's gonna stick. He's gonna wait, right? He's gonna wait. He's gonna throw it to his first guy. He's gonna crap. Oh no! Why would you can't take a chance on him? Can't throw in the pocket. pocket. He, oh, he's he's a, his uh, his mechanics are awful. Oh, how can you? He can't get better. Well, guess what? Now look at him. Now the best look at quarterback him. in the league. He's worth a half a billion dollars. Yeah. It just feels like and and listen, and, and I know Haskins, right? Everyone's gonna bring up Haskins, and they're gonna be like, well, so look, look, and they're gonna bring, they're gonna see like, look. He didn't work out. He got cut and all that. But how many times we've seen, you know, quarterbacks or white quarterbacks keep getting chances and get yeah, Haskins? Yes, I know there's maturity issues, but, you know, he was just crucified. Like, oh, he should never get a chance and all that. And it's just like, I think people look at Jamarcus Russell, all these guys, RG3, and feel like, you know, they don't want to take that chance. And I just, I think, I really think that's a real thing. And that's why we're seeing Mac Jones suddenly coming out of nowhere like listen he had a great year that's there's no and i think he's better than what people think right i think he is oh, a, Jones had a, be a Jones solid terrific year but i think he's safe and no, for some reason they look at justin fields and they're hearing all these false narratives about justin fields and they're just like well you know we've seen african-american quarterbacks some and a lot of them haven't they they might even bring up the Sean Watson stuff now. We'll see. Like it's just stuff like that. I think it's really You're real. Not wrong. <clears throat> it's really real, and I think that's why we're seeing Mac Jones. He's clean cut. It's like with Daniel Jones with the Giants. I don't get why he was the pick. I don't get why he was a top ten pick. Doesn't make sense. But he's clean cut. He's safe. They took him, and well, we're still figuring out if he's the guy. I just think it's this. It's still a reality that race to some extent, is still a factor with the quarterbacks, you know. Well, that, I mean, like, they always go here. Like, that's my thing. Is always, when they come to attacking black quarterbacks, it's, it's does he process? Can he? Is he more than just a first read? It's, it's always here, and that's what guys in the past have said, and they've tried to shy away from it a little bit or not make it so blatant, but it's always here. Like, we talk about Justin Fields. We talk about Dwayne Haskins. We talk about Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, 
Uh, who, who else? We could even go to Dak Prescott, but he was a fourth round pick. We talk about Russell Wilson and it's here. Like, oh, mm-hmm. they're not, they're, they're, they, they don't progress. They don't have the greatest reads. You know, yeah. they take longer to progress. They, they're probably going to take a while to learn the system. This system mm-hmm. might be too complicated for them. Everything is here. But yeah. then you look at some of the biggest busts of all times and they were white quarterbacks. We could talk about mm-hmm. Jamarcus Russell, but we also have Ryan Leaf, who's arguably, I mean, this guy got picked ahead of Peyton Manning. Like, this guy right here was a guy who got picked ahead of arguably the greatest. He wasn't ahead of him. Uh, he was number two. Oh, he was he right, was but, but he was in the yeah, same yeah. breath. I, oh, yeah. I apologize. He was in the same but, breath as Peyton Manning. That's crazy. But we don't attack. Like, we, we leave guys alone. Johnny Manziel becomes alcoholic, and we like he gets talked about for a little bit. We leave him alone. Like, so, everybody, Big Ben makes Tim his mistakes. Tebow. We talk about it. We leave him alone. Tim Tebow has one playoff game. We talk about it. We leave him alone. But then they attack Justin Fields. They're attacking Justin well, Fields. So, so they say the other day about Mac Jones. They're like, yeah, he doesn't, you know, have the athletic ability and all that, which is kind of important in sports. But, hey, from the neck up. And I'm like, are from you From the neck up. But it's also like, neck it's so blatant. In high school, look, look at how they go to 24-7 sports. Go to the quarterbacks. It's designated pro-style quarterbacks. And then athlete, athlete quarterbacks, That's right? And then you look, look at the look at the athlete, look at the quarterbacks who are athletes, and then look at the pro style quarterbacks. Just the to dual do that. threat, the, the dual, dual threat, threat as opposed to pro I'm style. I'm just saying, yeah. look at that, and you'll be like, oh yeah, that, that, no. it, it's it's crazy. I want to welcome Stuart Brooking to the show, and Steven's going to come in here in just a second. Also, Stuart Brooking from the Morning Brew with Stu. Stuart, how are you today? You couldn't help it, could you? No, dude. I, I once I heard that we got to the read part. That's where I needed to chime in because this idea that the Justin Fields can't get to read two, three, or four is, in my opinion, the most asinine statement I've ever heard in my life. Like, I mean, let's let's look at it. like Fields on multiple occasions. The, the Clemson game, even the Indiana game where he struggled, had gotten to his fourth read on on multiple occasions, and I he's clearly QB two in this. In this draft class, in my opinion. Yeah, I still think he is, by the way. So, I still think he's going the second quarterback. It shouldn't be close. Stupid. It's not even in the like, We shouldn't be discussing because it, it, it's been my thing is it's been Lawrence and Fields the whole time. Now all of a sudden the season's over. He made a couple, and if you look at the Indiana game, he didn't have a bad game. He had a couple bad plays. But and you look cares? at his game, he steamrolled Indiana. We were up 42 to 21. Hey. And, and win forty-two to thirty-five. Everybody got lackadaisical in that game. He guess only what? had a couple bad plays. That's guess it. What Mac, Mac Jones didn't do last year. Play. So of course he doesn't have bad tape last year. He didn't Same play. With Zach Wilson. That, no one heard about it. Zach Wilson last year until yeah. this year. Lance, Lance is making money by not playing. He's making millions by not playing last year. That's what, and I totally agreed with his. But decision. why are we not killing? My thing is with Fields. We're killing him and we're picking apart. Okay, Zach Wilson with the BYU. But Zach Wilson went to BYU. We get it. We don't expect nothing great out of BYU. But to him, for him to be such this great quarterback, he had one chance to show showcase his talent on national television. He folded. He choked. He played terrible against Coastal Carolina. That was a nationally televised game between two ranked teams. Zach Wilson's opportunity to show us what he's really made of against the best team he's going to play all year. He folded. He played horrible. He played absolutely horrible, and we're still saying. And then we go. I hate pro days, by the way. Like for oh, yeah. I, I am for quarterbacks. I hate pro days because I hate all that. I hate the forty yard dash. I hate everything. Thank I hate you. the combine. Me and the too. reason why is because we're measuring guys and what they do in 
gym shorts and no shirt or tank tops when it's totally different when you put pads in a helmet and it's different. I hate pro days. I hate combines. I like measuring. Okay, you can measure the guy's strength and ooh, he jumps high, but everything changes when pads come on. I hate the combine and pro days. And we're literally looking at Zach Wilson making one crazy throw in some shorts. Yes, could we have made that throw? No, but we're nowhere near NFL talent yeah, Wilson, quarterbacks. Wilson's an NFL Everybody in that, every, all five of those guys could have made that same throw that Zach Wilson made in pro day. First off, Justin Wilson, I mean, Justin Fields, I think he made a point to do it because he, he did his little rollout, turned his body and slung it down the field. I think he made it a point because that's what everybody was impressed with, with Zach Wilson. So that's my thing is, is, you, you look at a pro day, and it got – Trey Lance had a great pro day. Oh, my God, he's this QB2. Then Zach Wilson's pro day came. Oh, my God, he's QB2. Then Justin Fields comes, and it's like, oh, man, maybe maybe we should stop the slander. And then, boom, oh, he doesn't work hard. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's what comes next. Oh, he yeah. doesn't work hard. Yeah. So, for me, here's the thing. For me, I look at it like this, um, and I'll give you a little of a preview. I'm having an emergency podcast today based off of what I heard last night. Uh, I was on my way home from work and I was listening to the radio and they had this, the, the draft, the first draft pod with Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay. And the host asked them, you know, in this draft class, where would Sam Darnold fit? And Todd McShay, he said he would be the second quarterback in the draft. <laughs> but where do they have Zach Wilson mocked? Yeah. Taking over for the second quarterback in the draft. So, Emergency podcast tonight because I got a lot to say, but yeah, I don't blame you, man. It's it's the, the whole. It's just the, the basically my like what I was pointing out just the fraud of the the entire system, the entire run up to the draft. Like Mo, you talked about. Like I understand, like you know what pro days, especially for a quarterback, I think they're useless. Uh, I don't mind interviews. Like yeah, interview a guy, talk to him. You know, talk to everybody around. Yeah, watch the film. I understand if, that. Yeah, and if days. you want it, like so now you can take like Justin Fields, like. If you do want to measure his athleticism, like okay, he he validated what we saw on tape with a four point four. If you want him to run it, but it almost works against him. And then um, you know, for, like uh, you know, linebackers and stuff like that. Like oh, he has a forty inch vertical, like uh, Baron, Baron Browning. Like uh, let's go back and look at the tape and see why that doesn't translate. I understand some of that. I'm 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 with you. I don't put a lot of stock into it. But my whole problem with it is is that these talking heads, you know, is what is what we do. They, they do they do what we do. You know. They discuss this stuff. Yeah. They, they create their own content, and then they'll get and they don't get across the desk from each other and argue about it. But I'm like, nobody said it. You guys said it, Jeff. That's and, what it is. It's to create that's content. It. It's the like you said. Uh, um, you know, negative news creates stories, right? You know, uh, controversy creates cash. You know, that's yeah. what they. That's an old saying, like, you know. So they have to create storylines. It's 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 what the business is. It's creating yeah. these narratives so we can have something to talk about on ESPN or Fox Sports. So to me, this is all just people and, just making stories up so we can create create storylines going into the draft because that's what the draft is about. It's creating storylines. Oh, Justin Fields, you know, you know, yep. uh, you know he's and not that me, smart. <laughs> you know, it, it, and now outside like of the NFL, because once again, I stand by that the NFL does their homework and that he'll still get this, be the second quarterback. And then that gives him more content, by the way. I brought this up in my story. Then when he gets picked second, everybody will go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Exactly, we really right? thought Wilson was going there. And you we'll, fell for it. They'll go, they'll, go, they'll, go, they'll say stuff like, uh, oh, man, the, everything's out the window now, blah, blah, blah. And then I'll, I'll address another thing that people have brought up a lot, and then we'll get to uh, – well, Steven's muted right now, but he'll be on. Um, 
I'll get to another thing that they keep addressing. So now it's the, well, this is actually good for Fields because he's going to fall to a better team. Okay, falling to a better team is two different things. Uh, I looked at it last year, number one pick, Joe Burrow, uh, contract, $36 million. The next, the third quarterback taken, Justin Herbert at number six, $26 million. Five spots. $10 $10 million difference. So, so yeah, it might be better for his career to go to the Patriots in 30, in 20 years or whatever. But, like, if if I'm trying to get paid, $10 million is not I'm better off. Let me take let me take the, the you know, the 30 or $40 million, and I'll worry about my team. Like, I'm sure Trevor Lawrence isn't like, hey, I would rather – I'd rather uh, go 22nd to, you know. <laughs> no, he wants no, to go number is- one. This is also what I hate about the NFL draft is, I mean, I, first off, I love the draft. Don't get me wrong. But what I hate is the quarterbacks, and it's mainly the quarterbacks more so than anybody oh, yeah, suffer sure. because they go to these bad teams and they're expected to be the franchise saviors. And when they can't do it by themselves, they're bust. They're They're done. When really we know the talent is there. If Trevor Lawrence isn't a guy who takes Jacksonville to the Super Bowl, does that mean he's bad? If he can't get over the fact the front office can't bring talent around him, does that make him a bad guy because he can't go to the best of the best and carry a team in the ultimate team sport by himself? No, but that's the weight of the shoulders that this year these five quarterbacks put on is outside of San Francisco. Most of the teams, and and San Francisco is only here, obviously, for trading up, and then they were only a bad team last year due to a lot of injuries. Outside of San Francisco, the Jets, the Jags, possibly the Panthers, you know, those teams are bad. They're bad teams, and you're going to come and expect to save them off a rookie year, and then you look at some of the successful guys. You got Tom Brady. You got Aaron Rodgers. They didn't have to come in day one and be the starter and expectations with Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes. You know, like there were, there's so many, guys, not so many, that but there's guys. Voice was Stephen Gillespie from Breaking the Game podcast, everyone. Yeah, there's, it's just, there's so many guys. I'm trying to wait my turn. No, you're doing yeah. go, go ahead, Stephen. No, no, no. I, I didn't mean that in a bad oh, way at could, all. No. no, but my thing is, there's so many guys that we hold so much weight to save the franchise. And then when they can't do it because they have to go to such a bad team. That's why I do. I understand the money situation, but I would, if Justin Fields does fall, that is a chance for him to be on a on better way. team. I, I don't No, No, I tell you what, Patriots are a year away from being one of the worst rosters in the league. It's going to be a mess when, when these contracts are, you know, they're, in about they're, already. <laughs> they're, they're a dumpster fire. I would not want to go to the Patriots. Right? I don't know about I, a I, dumpster fire. Nope. I mean, it's I want to go back to something that Mo talked about in San Francisco because when Mo, when San Francisco first made that trade, I made a tweet out saying, you know, it's Justin Fields because oh, everybody there. I still think every, everybody's reporting it's that Fields. it you yeah. know it it's going to be Lawrence and Wilson. If that's the case, I don't think it should be. But if that's the case, then Justin Fields to me the perfect spot is San Francisco. Then the reports came out from people who are you know best friends with with. Kyle Shanahan, people who are close with the organization saying that they wanted Mac Jones. One of two things, and I said this on my podcast, I don't know how many of you listened, but I said this on the podcast, that the 49ers are either either saying, listen, we've seen all we need to see from Justin Fields to know that he's the guy, 
So we're going to see Mac Jones to make sure that, you know, we're not missing anything, make sure we're crossing all of our T's, dotting all of our I's. Or they're actually insane. And they're going to go with Mac Jones over <laughs> Justin Fields because and, I don't believe thing, that. The thing that keeps getting brought up that. is this: well, look how much success that Kyle Shanahan have with Matt Schaub. I heard okay, that point Matt on Schaub your show, Stu. I heard that point on your show. And if you're jumping up to number three to because you Schaub. want Matt Schaub on your team, <laughs> then that goes back to the point that you just pointed out. You're insane. You're insane. Like, that's my point. Is Matt Schaub a bad quarterback? No. Is he a, is he a great quarterback? No. You don't jump up. You don't trade up to number three to get a, an okay quarterback. You don't do that. What do I say a lot? You don't do that. What do I say a lot? I say yards don't win games. Everyone talks about Matt Schaub and how he led the league in passing. Yeah, but, sometimes Congrats, sometimes but he didn't win anything. You're crazy he, for that. He threw for 4,000 yards. Yeah, Who cares? Like, you don't draft an average quarterback at three. I'm sorry. You don't. You don't trade like, up I, to get Matt exactly. Schaub. You don't want to. You're, you're not draft. You're not moving up the three to be like. You know what? I want a safe quarterback who's going to run this the West Coast offense the way I wanted because I had Kirk Cousins and Matt. You Schaub don't do it to draft Jimmy G. You don't do that. Yeah, you, you don't, don't do that. Move the three to draft a younger Jimmy G. You don't. You, that makes no sense. You know what? Yeah. I know you're not into pro days, but pro days is the place where like you're supposed to show off your talent and how good you are, right? And you have no defense, no DBs. Do you know how many passes Mac Jones overthrew? Like. His pro day was awful. Like out of all the quarterbacks I've seen, he overthrew receivers on the deep ball. He, you know, he just he he was bad. He reminded me a lot. I mean, I maybe he was o- trying to overtry because you know there's there are reports going around that he doesn't have great arm strength. So maybe he was just trying to throw it down there to see how far he could get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, receivers yeah. several times with no defense. Hey, real quick, one one of our one of our the super analysts from one of the four letter networks, uh, not OTBN, said, um, "Oh yeah, they were good overthrows though because it showed you know his arm strength." I'm like, <laughs> I don't even I don't know what to Your do Marcus with this. Russell. Marcus I also has some pretty good yeah, overthrows. <laughs> okay, so Stephen, you haven't had much a chance to talk. Let's, yeah, go let's, ahead. I want to hit with Stephen. We'll get back to the uh, subject again. How do you feel about? I'll just call it the at this point the uh, the draft pre-draft circus going up to it, the Justin Fields uh, slander, the the McAfee Orlovsky ridiculousness, all that. So I I want to start off by saying that there has been a lot of Justin Fields slander. And I'm not with it, Jeff. I was, I even was on or commented on your Ohio State show a couple times, and I, I flat out said, like, Fields might be the like have the best career out of any dude taken out of this draft. Like, I wholeheartedly feel that way. And, and Stuart, I know that I know how you feel about Trevor Lawrence, and I'm not knocking him by saying that I think Fields might have the best career. I also think that Lawrence is going to be pretty good. I just think that when it comes down to at the end of the day when the dust settles and they both hang up their cleats, I think there's a strong possibility that Fields might outdo him in the pros. That's all I'm saying. And with that being said, when it comes to what I saw from Dan Orzlowski, I haven't seen what Pat McAfee said. I'm not a big fan of Pat, by the way. So I'm I don't, not anymore. I never sorry, really have Sorry, been. Jerg. Sorry, Jerg. I know Jerg's a big for the brand guy. I know I he's Jerg. a big Pat McAfee okay. guy, but it just seems like he tries too hard to be you know it you know what i mean it's not like he his level of knowledge sure like he's a former pro athlete and he ha, he's privy to how things know. work and he has <laughs> great relationships and stuff like that that's a big part of being a great you know network analyst but you shouldn't have to make a sideshow of yourself 
to he's get people to want to watch you. Yeah, and he's I'm, an entertainer. That's it. He's an entertainer. He and that's is fine. entertaining. That's fine. But he's that's just not about, my cup of tea. Right. That's well, not yeah, my yeah. cup of tea. Here's a point. But his show is more entertainment than like yeah, and information. Content. Yeah, yeah, informational. It's just entertaining. We we cover. You know, he doesn't. I heard from for the most part, he covers his source. He heard it from heard it from ESPN. Makes a show of it the next day, and he just kind of gives his thoughts. His crazy which yeah. style, and, but you know. But you gotta you gotta like we we do the same job, guys, and any one of us if, if we, right. we do it all the time. Somebody like especially at cruise, man. If somebody <laughs> says something, or stupid. we don't we we may not tell them they're wrong, but we don't just go oh, not right. on their show. You're right, man. Like um, I totally like McAfee has to say, wait a minute. If you're not going to tell me those sources, he the next thing he says can't be last guy in, first guy out. He can't jump to that. He can't jump to oh, it had to have come out of the high state program. You can't jump to that when when no, not, you not when is, you're not when people tune into you. And yeah. granted, you are an entertainer, but people also will watch an entertainer specifically for information. And that's where I kind of don't like the entertainment aspect of being an analyst, because regardless of how entertaining you are, you are going to be someone's source of knowledge for the the sport or whatever it is that you yeah. cover. And They're going to say Pat Mac, if he said this, but, so therefore I think it, but he, exactly he's, he's right. going to cater to his audience though. Like he has that base that he just correct. And, what they are, so. and, and I get that, but I'm just saying like when he puts out something, people are going to believe it because he's I, Pat yes, McAfee. Exactly. Like, Although he yeah. is, like you guys said, he's an entertainer. They're going to hold on to what he says as gospel yep. because he's on TV. He must know what he's talking about, right? So, mm-hmm. And when I saw what Dan Orzlovsky put out yesterday, I didn't like it at first when it, when he first got going. But as I watched through, I forced myself to watch through because I'm not a big Dan guy either. But I listened to what he said. As it progressed to me, it felt like he was addressing that there are things going on in Fields, you know, not in Fields' camp, but, you know, how people are assessing Fields in his camp. And it felt like Orzlovsky was putting that out and also saying, hey, look, I have sources that are saying otherwise to what you guys are hearing right now. There are sources saying that he's a great locker room guy. He's a great okay, leader. So he's a he- great stay on the field guy. He's a great mind. He does read passes. Like that's what I got out of it. Right. And here's my follow-up. He did do that. First of mm-hmm. all, he's the one that said it and then had to talk about him saying it. That was a big problem. Yes. Nope. And I agree with you. Oh, on that. Another problem, if, if, if that's all true that he said on his little uh, video yesterday, why mm-hmm. doesn't he open the Pat McAfee show with that? That's what I'm asking. Because he I haven't seen the whole thing. That's just so, a snippet that I saw. I haven't seen the whole thing. Why he he explained why he I think this morning or so he explained why he doubled back. So he went when he said what he said on the McAfee show. That was mm-hmm. the first thing he heard. He and then he did his diving and that's what he was hearing. You do it first though. So he did. So no, when, he, when did he did that. It, so people would be on this show right now talking about it. That's but it. then when he, he so exactly he came out, he came out and said, "I did more. I talked to, you know, an Ohio more State people. offensive yeah. coach. Didn't say because he was like, once I put out that statement and seen the backlash it was getting, I did even more digging. Talked to some people who really are close to him. The guy who's been training him up until the point of." The, his pro day and then an Ohio State offensive coach didn't put a name on it and he said that man 
the type of work that he puts in is he's here. He's the leader of the team. He is the captain. But then when we're done with drills, he's staying to get in more work. He's like, and you could ask, you could refer to the players, the Chris Olaves, the Garrett Wilsons, because there were times where like they wanted to leave and Justin Fields was so addicted to working mm-hmm. that it's like, no, we're going to go. But and it, maybe it was because his motivation it, was not, a national championship at the time. To me, no, no, it sounds no, like what Dan did. It sounds like what Dan did was put out something like he didn't know at first and he didn't say, well, maybe I did put out the wrong information. Let me go on my own behalf and research this more. It sounds like he said something kind of sideways and Ohio State camp called him. Like he didn't have to do much. All on purpose. Orlovsky knew when he said that Orlovsky Mm -hmm. knew exactly what McAfee would do and that he would run with it and that it would make Twitter. And he, he, they don't care if it's negative or because there's no, there are no consequences for these guys. There's really not. Nobody's going to remember the day after the draft anything that Orlovsky said or care. It is because he's an entertainer. Now he's an entertainer. He's not informational. So there's more ambiguity. There's more leeway in what you can say because you can fall back and say, Oh, you know, it's just entertainment. Like Dan's not the foremost authority. You know, exactly. Dan wouldn't have said that on ESPN because up that's, it did surprise me that he threw that mm-hmm. out there on the uh, McAfee show. Yeah, but now he gets to go until, on ESPN and defend it. He created But, but I'm saying up until, up until he threw that out there on ESPN, there's, and, and just specifically that network, there's been mm-hmm. two guys who have been come to Justin Fields' defense and have basically said he's QB2. For, when people say certain things like he can't read after his first read, stop talking to him. It's insane. Dan Orlovsky and Ryan Clark have been the two guys that have literally been trying to convince everybody else that they are insane for thinking that Justin Fields should even justifiably be the fifth quarterback taken, let alone Zach Wilson. Like the argument is Zach Wilson shouldn't even be taken over Justin Fields, let alone Trey Lance, because we're talking Trey Lance doesn't belong in that conversation. Trey Lance and Justin Fields to me are the same type of quarterback, but Justin Fields is better. He's more elite. He's played on a more elite level Mm. and for longer. Trey Lance just sat out a year. His stats, oh, he didn't throw an interception. That's cool. Justin Fields barely threw an interception. He had, what, 79 touchdowns. Fields had last season, in the shortened season off of COVID, it was his worst season. He had, what, maybe two games that were not typical Justin Fields games. He had average games in two games. Other than that, he had a great That's season. two games in his career. Yeah, hold on, hold on. In his like, career, and it just so happened to be the most recent COVID-ridden shortened season. None of that matters game. because what Orlovsky's talking about is in the head, is in the brain. It has nothing to do with on the field. He didn't say – if he brings up mechanics, if he brings up footwork, I don't care if he brings up – I don't care what he brings up on the field that, that we can visibly check with our own eyes. Yeah. I have no – I cannot call Ryan Day right now and ask him if Justin Fields is a good practice quarterback. But you can throw that shit out there, and there's no defense of it whatsoever. And then You can watch the – like. So here's get three shows today talking about this. And, you, and here's one something that's really, really, really important. Go beyond NFL radio on Sirius XM. Yep. And Justin Fields does not make one dime off of it. And here's, he doesn't make a comment either. Like, he just sits he back. Fields hasn't done anything. Like, my thing None. is – which is really out of character for a guy with character issues to not say something back, right? Like, so that doesn't line what, up. Here's what I have to say. I, I, I watched the entire – because I'm a big Pat McAfee guy, so I watched the entire Dan Orlovsky segment. I'm going to be honest. I only like Dan Orlovsky when he talks about Carson Wentz because now Wentz is my QB, just saying. But we'll, that's a different topic for a different time. Um, 
but what I'm saying is this: the veil of fandom. He did talk about after he said what he said. Obviously, um, he did talk about some other issues that that Fields had, and he he did talk about mechanics, Jeff. And here's he don't the thing. have any mechanic issues. And here's the thing: he he talked about how like Fields' arm is kind of like this when he throws. <laughs> but but my my whole thing is like it's a and i don't know what you guys know about the elite 11 or if you guys even know what the elite 11 camp is oh, yeah. it, it's this you know they take like 20 or 30 of the best quarterbacks in the country they put them in this yeah. big camp and they compete for the top 11 spots mm-hmm. do you know who uh do you know who beat trevor lawrence in the elite yeah, 11 yeah. camp justin fields okay Shh. so does that mean that don't say that Listen, Justin Fields can't say that, but it was like people, he was better. He was almost considered better than Trevor Lawrence coming out of high school. They were literally one A and one B, and it was equivalent for as many people as you had saying Trevor Lawrence was one and Fields was two. You had just as many people saying Fields was one and Lawrence was Once two. Again, A lot of, of this, that QB one this, came out too. As far as coming out of high school, but they were one A and one B, and there were I, a lot of people that had none of it. And how they split it was Justin Fields was know. the number one dual threat. See, here's the thing though. Here's what I they think got Lawrence was consensus number one though. I That's fine. But Fields was number two with consensus number yeah, two. Yeah, absolutely. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. None of this is about that. It's all about they start the character issue stuff and they start the questions about, they start these random questions. There's nothing to do with Justin Fields. None of it is about on the field. None of it is on the field. Every criticism that you can make for Fields, arguably you can make the same criticism or, all right, so how about this? The same criticisms that you can make for Mac Jones. Some of those apply to Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence doesn't get hit when he plays quarterback for Clemson because of their crews that they get. Trevor Lawrence is surrounded by top tier talent on on every area of the offensive side of the ball. That's yeah. the same knocks that you hear about Mac Jones. You can't you can't adequately assess Mac Jones because of all the weapons that he has around him and he doesn't get hit. Oh, guess the who you're same, talking about? The same things in that regard only, Stu. In that regard only. You no, can apply towards Trevor Lawrence. Hey, all I'm those add guys on to are that surrounded because, by talent. They're yeah, at the I, best I, schools in America. Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones. They're surrounded by talent because they're at the three of the best premier schools in America. Like I do get that we you say, well, okay, they've had talent. Look at all the prior past Ohio State quarterbacks. That's outside stupid, of Dwayne Haskins, who we did. And my thing is, outside of Dwayne Haskins, who we thought was different from everybody. And it doesn't else. matter. Dwayne Haskins played for Urban. None of that, like the whole high state thing, doesn't matter either. Anybody, no, but they bring regime. it up. They it's do stupid. bring it up because it's like, oh, typical Ohio State quarterback. But there was That's when stupid. we talk about NFL yeah. talent and first round guys. I got heated on that not two. too long ago. And it's Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins was an NFL first round talent guy that he was different than Terrell Pryor, JT Barrett, and we. Could I would go on I would on. compare Dwayne Haskins to Mac Jones. I would say that's yeah. probably a close. But then, but then Justin Fields, as far as, Fields, a warning, as, far as he's a different like. than any quarterback we've ever had because I'll say with Terrell Pryor, he had the arm strength and the athleticism. He didn't have the accuracy. With Braxton Miller, he had the athleticism. He had the elusiveness. He had the well, arm. He just wasn't Miller. the most accurate. You look but, at Justin Fields, he has it all. He can make every throw He's on a the pro field, quarterback. And he can run. He's a he's true NFL on. quarterback. He can make any Steven. throw you need him to make. But now all of a sudden, he's the fifth best quarterback what, because we're picking apart two games and then creating these narratives that, that Zach Wilson is ignoring so his great. entire collegiate history, by the way. Yeah, we don't even, talk, nobody even talks about any other games when they break down why he should be the fifth quarterback taken, except for Indiana and Northwestern. 
they don't even when guys who are pro, like pro Justin Fields and, and believe in Fields bring up well okay look at Clemson this year look at Clemson last year or every look game at, he's ever played look, look at yeah. every game he's played it's outside of those he's two the games, best player but, in every game he's ever played He's the it's, absolute best player in every game he's ever played, and I I don't care about Devonte Smith. I would nobody's taking Devonte Smith, a 165 pound wide receiver, over Justin Fields. Justin Fields is the best player in every game he's ever played, including Trevor Lawrence on those two games. I want to go back to what Steven ever. said real quick um, with the Mac Jones and Trevor Lawrence thing. Again, we're not going to get on this topic. I'm just bringing it up as an example. The mm-hmm. thing that I keep harping on with, with Jameis was this every year is supposed to be a breakout year thing. Every, what do we hear in college? Every year we were expecting Trevor Lawrence to take that, you know, humongous leap to where he wins the Heisman. And every year he's improved. I'm not saying he hasn't improved. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. And I clearly think he's the number one overall pick. But yeah, anyone listening who doubts Stewart's affinity for Trevor Lawrence, you're you're mistaken because Stewart <laughs> loves Trevor Lawrence. I, I think you know, Trevor's never it's running backs, but Trevor has never taken that leap that everyone expected. He's, mm-hmm. he's improved in small increments of his game, but where have we seen Trevor fail? Where have we seen him fail? The biggest games when they count. Sure, he won his freshman year. Sure, his freshman year he beat Alabama and he did all that. But what did he do versus LSU? He stunk up the joint. What did he do versus Ohio State? He kind of stunk up the joint. I'm gonna be honest. I kept outside of that seventy-something yard run he had, he really didn't play that great. Like in all honesty, I kept waiting for him to take over. Like this is where we need to see Trevor. This is where guys who I felt Andrew Luck would have taken over. Guys who like Peyton Manning in college would have taken over to show you what kind of dog they are. Right? Like like you gotta have that dog in you. And Lawrence (laughs) didn't have it in any of those the LSU game or the Ohio State game. He he failed to live up. With some of the best offensive talent in the nation on his team. The best, maybe arguably, depending on who you ask, depending on who you ask, maybe the best running back in this draft. Yeah. So, I mean, there it is. It's the whole, the whole, the whole point of this, the the false narratives, the circus that gets created along the way for these kids that they have nothing to do with. They don't make any money off of it. I, now I personally don't believe I would. I refuse to believe the NFL execs give two shits what Dan Orlovsky says. I really don't. I don't think. No, you might be. I know some people do. I hope not because if so, look at what happened with Lamar Jackson with the way that he was picked yeah. apart in the draft and where he fell. But at least with Jackson, some of it, and with these, uh, especially these like high end, like hybrid quarterbacks that we've had come out, and we're like, we're not quite sure we know what to do with them. Um, at least some of it's on the field stuff. Like if you if Fields is. Fields checked every box for the quarterback they say they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the size. He's he's the he's the the arm, and he and he's got four point four four legs to go with it. I don't. First of all, I don't know how that became a negative. I looked at it. Okay, first round pick Baker Mayfield. First round or first pick Baker Mayfield. First I'm gonna pick, plug my ears. I don't want to get going. No, no, no. On. This is just saying that first. You got first pick Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Our first pick was Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. It's first pick Joe Burrow. Not mm-hmm. he's not he's not a athletic freak. He had a great year and he deserves it. But my point is, you can't say that those guys were the first pick in the draft and then look at a talent like Justin Fields and say he's the fifth quarterback in his year. Yeah. How can anybody justify that? Okay, this Trey Lance Fields was okay. better than all those dudes in college. Man. I can I can point. I disagree with it, but I can kind of live with the fact of you know if you say 
Zach Wilson's better. I, I don't have to agree with you, but it is what it is, and I can live with I'm it. I'm with you on that, Stu. Like, this, I get the point that people are going to prefer. Field, but as long as it's yeah. on the field stuff. But this yeah. idea that a guy who hasn't played in a year, who plays a Division One 2A, no offense to Division One 2A players, and who in his last game that he played in, where he was supposed to showcase his talents, had more That's rushing true. yards than he did passing yards. Thank to you. Me, the fact that this guy who <laughs> – has the biggest question marks out of every out of the top five quarterbacks. Trey Lance is above Justin Fields is insane to me because the question becomes at what point? Because for me, it becomes at what point do you look at the fact that you have to go back to two years to watch what he did? And then it's not okay. I would understand if he played like um, James Madison, who's mm-hmm. right up there with North Dakota State in the Division One two A or Clemson. Like, Imagine, or, imagine if he played Clemson in the playoffs. I know that would be, but, awesome. you know, like in the Division One two A, it's like where you see North Dakota State I mean, and James Madison. They, they usually always compete in the national championship. So I can understand he played like some Northwest Mountain State of Missouri Anaheim or something like that. They <laughs> didn't matter, <laughs> and he had more rushing yards and he had passing yards. That's the point that bothers me with this whole Trey Lance stuff. Is you you brought out he probably brought out a D two school and you couldn't even like perform against them that's the problem i have with and what kills me about what you're saying Stu, is the fact that we have a mountain of evidence supporting justin fields yeah and we want to focus on the two little cracks in this mountain whereas for trey lance making up cracks well and okay so (laughs) however you want to slice that that's up to you but for for trey lance we have an anthill of evidence and we want to make a mountain out of this anthill (laughs) <laughs> force him up past Justin Fields. And it blows my mind that we want to nitpick the tiny little bit of things supposedly, reportedly Fields can or cannot do. And we want to nitpick that to death. But the one kind of cool thing that Trey Lance can do, we want to overblow that and make yeah. that bigger of a deal than the flaws that yeah. Fields doesn't have in his game. Here- real quick, I, w- I want to respond to that real quick. Um, you know, I was a guy who, and Jeff, you know this because we talked about it, and uh, I released a quarterback ranking after the Northwestern game with Ohio State, and I had ju- I had Zach Wilson at two, and I had that's Justin fair, Fields that's at all in the field, and I had Justin Fields at three. But what I said, and I've had Jeff on to talk He's about it, of spiders. and what I've, said since, spiders. what I've said since then is everything that I've brought up with Justin Fields has been on the play. It's been – you know, it's been on the field. It's been, you know, I, I did question at first his decision making. The IU game is awful. You know, I did question some of the, the things. But here's the thing. But the whole game Every, was awful, by the way. But IU here's game the thing. was Everything, not awful. Okay, hang on a second. Everything that Justin Fields has that I see as a, you know, eh, as a, as a, you know, teak in his armor can be, can be coached. It's all coachable. It's not like it's end of the world stuff that like you. And it's not consistent. Yeah, and it's not consistent. It's not like he's doing it every day. He had. He had a bad. He had That's two bad games in his entire coach. career. His entire career, two bad games. Who cares? Who cares? That's when I and and you know ever since that Clemson game. Oh, I think we should clarify. Just in case somebody's not a college football fan or a high state fan or um, you know just got here from the moon, the worst games that he ever played. I think we failed to mention he won. I think that is important. Yeah, we're talking about his worst games were victories. By the way, um, but the the last thing I'll say about Fields is the whole point of it is. They, they 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 found a target, the perfect target this year, these NFL draft so-called gurus. Your and article on this was 
phenomenal. Thank you very much. And and I'm really great. It couldn't have been a more coincidence. I saw this coming, but I didn't know that it was going to like explode this week. So, um, worked out for me, you know, but, um, that's my whole point. And next year it'll be a different guy was my point of the art, the article. And it'll probably be Spencer Rattler. More than likely next year coming out will be Spencer Rattler. Or no, uh, Sam Howell is going to get picked apart. This it could, it could, yeah, it'll just depend. They won't, they, they'll decide when it gets there. They, they, they I'm know. going with you, Jeff. It'll be Spencer. Oh, I, I see. Yeah, I mean. It'll be my knocks on Spencer will all be play-wise. I mean, he did get benched twice this year. Well, but yeah, that's, that's not – that's the whole point of it is – Yeah, I know the whole point that they're going to insult his you know intelligence or they're going to find a way to say he doesn't work hard it just just like baker mayfield they were like ah is he immature so now let's he talk ran from a cop let's talk Ooh. about that for 20 days rather than like really like talk about how they are in the field that that's my whole point of this is that and i just want to point out too that i i said this kind of tongue-in-cheek and but the more i say it the more i believe it i believe that kellen mond is is going to be better than uh mag jones oh wow i like it i like it well yeah i i I heard uh, Mac Jones doesn't believe in Santa Claus. I don't. That's what I. I can't tell you who told me. I can't <laughs> me. It's 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 uh you know it's a anonymous. You're gonna get a call from his people, I, I and, and that's gonna be your digging. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. You know that it's that it's true. I'm just saying. I heard he doesn't believe in Santa Claus. Well, sources tell me that he's gonna be this generation's Matt Liner, and I am sources. So <laughs> my source. So real quick, I want to thank you guys for coming. It's a busy show. I want to kind of go around the horn real quick and get some some uh, wrap up thoughts on this. So Chris LeBron, um, we kind of shut you down for a while. The president, uh, you didn't Man get the plan. I don't think you, you were patient with us. You were patient with me. So I want to get just your final thoughts on the draft process. And just just whatever you want to say, man. Yeah, I just think there's a lot of you're gonna hear a lot of smokescreen stuff. So I think you you know don't believe what everyone says. You know, it's all about trying to get a guy to drop, creating narratives. So you can take this guy at a spot here, get him out, you know, pay him less so you can get. It's all narrative. So like when you hear all this stuff, it's just nonsense. So I wouldn't I wouldn't uh go full bore on it because. It's just draft season, so you're going to get a whole lot of stuff. Like I mentioned before, they did this with LaMelo Ball. He's not a hard worker, blah, blah, blah. I mean, before the injury, he was the rookie of the year. I mean, you're not the rookie of the year if you're not putting in the work. And all his teammates love him. And, you know, he's going to create a possible destination for free agents for years to come. So it's just all a lot of crap that we're going to hear a lot. We're going to hear a lot of stuff that we just – Nonsense. So I think that's the thing when we hear the drafts is you know they they create shows like this. We're talking about it. So absolutely, of, I fell for the bait. I totally it, admit it. It's a lot of let's create stuff for television. You know, because that's because if you can't you can't go to a draft that everyone being well, Justin Fields is good, and that's it. You got to create stories. You know, so this is always happens. We're always going to get this every year. It's a new quarterback that you know, Lamar Jackson with Patrick Mahomes. We're going to get all the – it happens every – Teddy Bridgewater. It happened with Teddy Bridgewater. He had a yeah. crappy pro day. People are like, oh, no, forget about the tape. You know, his pro day sucks, so he's not good. And, he, you know, so it's just, you know, stories. It's all storytelling and all that. So, you know, you know, they, they, they want to stay full for the bait and all that. So that's what it is. It's just all about the, making stories. So. The only problem with it is, though, is that it goes away and these, these – 
I won't even call them analysts. These uh, knuckleheads, they don't care. Entertainers. The fact is, a year from now, if Justin Fields is uh, struggling or hits the rookie wall or two years from now, whatever, they'll go. Or or say he gets a a, a traffic violation or something, just something, you know, a a chink in the armor. They'll go, well, you know, before the draft, they did say there were some character issues. That's what this turns into. It's, he smoked marijuana. Oh my it, goodness! Uh, it'll just it, it. That's how this works. And these, but they, but Orlovsky's already going to be on to the next victim. Like that's the whole problem with it is that it, it will follow these guys, especially black quarterbacks. We talked about that. They can never work their way out of it. Like they, they. It, it's just the way it is. That's why I wrote the story about black quarterbacks at the beginning of the NFL season. Mm-hmm. There's just there is a difference. And that they they carry this extra weight with them, and that everybody like not everybody but a, a huge chunk of especially NFL fans are just like I can't wait I can't wait like I can't wait to pounce I can't wait to to and it, and it has nothing. But to then do. look at the best NFL quarterbacks in the league. I, I know right we now. talked about I mean. that. That's the problem. <laughs> but like right now, okay, right now, a, a quick example. This will be a whole show. I'll just say it, and then we'll we'll move on. But a perfect example is right now Mahomes has, you know, maybe his worst day as a pro in the Super Bowl. Things don't go great. So immediately they're like, well, um, you know, if if he if he can't use his feet, have they figured him out? Like nobody's nobody ever figured out Tom Brady. Nobody ever figured out any like Jim Kelly when he lost four Super Bowls in a row. They were just like, ah, I'll get him next year. Mahomes, it's like, ah, maybe they figured him out. Like, oh, you know, it's, he's when he's they throw out scrambling words and defenses and all that. And then you're like, well, here we go. Here we go. So I'm just I'm just putting that out there that this stuff isn't as innocuous as uh, dudes like, you know, McAfee and Orlovsky think they are that that's my point in this whole thing so we'll move on from there so mo up in flames podcast uh thanks thanks for coming on man um just uh quick wrap-up thoughts on this any advice for the audience besides offballnetwork.com yeah i mean obviously go to offtheballnetwork.com but i mean it's like my thing is if you if you're a casual fan and you listen to what you hear on espn and fox and wherever you get your sources from I like for you to not develop an opinion based on my thing is don't develop an opinion based off of another man. Listen to what they have to say and think about what they say. When you go read it yourself, when you go look at it yourself, you know, when you do, when you're in class, you do research on a topic. The topic is broad. Your teacher teaches you the basis, but you want to know more. You do research. So my thing is I understand casual fans are not going to go check, rewatch games and stuff. But a lot of people, especially on podcast platforms, before you try and take these narratives of guys like Dan Orlovsky and you hold so much weight because of what they did in the NFL or they, they have NFL backgrounds or whatever, don't let your eye don't let your eyes and your mind be fooled by somebody else's eyes and mind because when you watch Justin Fields, promise you watch Justin Fields, he is it. He has it. He's that guy. There's certain things when he's on the field, it's just unexplainable. You don't see that with everybody. It's just like when watching Trevor Lawrence. When you watch him, you know, like, that's an NFL quarterback right there. You don't have to, you can dig in and say, you know, they've had games where you wouldn't even notice they were like 18 of 25. Because Mm -hmm. it seemed like they threw 30 times. It seemed like every pass they threw was complete. So my thing is, before you develop opinion based off of even guys like us, take what we said, keep it in the back of your mind while you're watching, because that's how you gain respect for analysts, for podcasters. You listen to what they say, and then you be like, okay, it can give you a direction and vision, but your eyes and your mind do not lie to you. 
don't let what these people have to say about Justin Fields specifically have you thinking that he's just some terrible quarterback. Go watch any Ohio State game and watch the Indiana and Northwestern game, and he actually mm-hmm. won't be as bad as you thought. Even in that game, you would think he threw 10 interceptions apiece. But just go go look for yourself. Do your research. Don't let everybody else develop an opinion. Have you running around here sounding ridiculous, starting to create content, talking about, oh, my God, Justin Fields might be worse <laughs> than Kellen Mond. Like, it's coming. Somebody's going to say it. It's going to come out. They're going to. So my thing is just do your own research. Pay attention. And don't trust what your eyes and your mind say because – Use your judgment before anybody else's judgment. Yeah, that, that, that's good advice. That's good advice. Morning Brew with Stu. What's your uh, closing comments? Yeah, every year I have a I have a guy who I unintentionally or intentionally fall in love with, either like every draft year. And it may be me defending this person and seeing something that other people don't. You know, 2018, it was Luke Falk out of Washington State. I thought he could have been Kirk Cousins, taken anywhere from like four to five with the right coaches could have been a Kirk Cousins. 2019, it was Will Greer. I still think Greer, given the right opportunity, I liked Will Greer. Can succeed. Last year, it was Jordan Love. This year, you know, I thought coming in, like I was going to need somebody else to kind of be that that late guy, and it kind of ha- like Ian Book kind of has been that. But based off of me defending. Justin Fields, as much as I've defended Justin Fields, I think Fields has become now, you know, my guy. Like, I always have these my guys in every draft as far as quarterback goes. And Justin Fields has become the my guy in this draft because that's it big feels praise like, from Stu, man. That's all it, it feels like so many people are dogging on a guy who, in my opinion, is the second best quarterback in this draft class. And if you want to hear what by the way, if you ever want to tune in to Morning Brew Stu, coming up tonight, there's an emergency podcast. Uh, I can't wait. It'll be out in the morning. I heard some things on my way home from work last night that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, so I, I, I have some things I want to talk about. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I recommend everybody go listen to all of these guys. Steven, closing comments. Yeah, and just appreciate you having me on. I know I came in kind of later in the party, but I appreciate you letting me come on here and air out my You're thoughts family, and feelings. Man, always welcome. I appreciate that. And uh, sh- I appreciate all the other guys that are on this show letting me come on and uh, putting up with yeah, my this nonsense. Was big time. This was big time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a good show. I mean, we got we got all the big heads on here. So um, I just want to say it's not anything in particular whether the quarterbacks are evaluated. I, I'm not of the mindset, and Stu and I kind of share this too, and we haven't really even talked about it, but I'm not of the mindset that the Jets have to trade back if they don't want a quarterback because – Kind of the predicament they're in is that they already have a guy that they've invested in. They have holes everywhere. And if they like a guy like a Sinea Powell, you draft him second. Because if you trade back, the, you can argue that the Falcons are taking a quarterback. But they also could t- they could take, you know, Penesul. Um, If he falls all the way to fifth, the the Bengals are going to take them. So who doesn't need a quarterback? The Bengals. So like worst case scenario, you trade back. You're not going to have the guy you like just so someone else can r- jump up and grab a quarterback that they want, right? So I don't think that – and if you consider too that a lot of the people that are involved in the Jets were a part of the Niners, what did they do? They built everything else first and then they made it to where they can trade up to go get a quarterback that they like this season and then their team theoretically is is complete. So um, I'm not of the mindset the Jets have to trade back just so someone else can get a quarterback if they like, you know, um, Sewell, then then draft him. That's where I'm at right now. Yeah, that's fair. That's good advice for the Jets. Uh, they, they, they could use some. Uh, 
That's I've been on, I mean, Steven knows that he, he did say it, but I've been on that, that train for probably since the season ended and the draft started, I've been on that train. Yeah. I don't, I don't get too wrapped up in all that because like everything changes so much. And I, I'm kind of with Steven, like, if that's your guy, just go get him, worry about it later. Yeah. You know, like it, it's not a big deal. And I, I still, you know, I still think fields is, is the second quarterback off the board. I don't, absolutely. I, I don't buy any B I don't care what any of these, you know, these guys over at these other networks think or say it's all clickbait. Um, but more than that, I just want to say go to offtheballnetwork.com, check out everything we're doing, everything we're writing. Everybody's got a page up there with links to their podcast. You know, you got the morning brew with Stu here, you got up in flames, you got off the ball, you've got breaking the game, and you've got Jeff Needs Sports. And if you know, hey, if you like comic books and stuff, head on over to Jeff Needs Help. We do some stuff over there. Uh, a lot of good stuff going on. Talking to Winter Soldier. Is yeah. out today, Jeff. We yes, I, I haven't saw it yet. I've, I've tried to keep it. I haven't either. So, I want to thank everybody for coming on today. This was freaking awesome. I was freaking out a little bit earlier. I'm glad we <laughs> talked about this was a, a <laughs> this was a podcast slash uh, therapy session for me. And um, you know, I, th- I think it's an important subject, and I think we covered covered it uh, thoroughly, uh, deeply, and like Mo said, you know, go go check it out yourself. Go check these guys out. Make up your own opinion. Make up your own mock drafts. Uh, you know, keep hold these guys accountable. Uh, hold us accountable. You know, we say something. Except Cruz, that dude's wild. Like you, you, you can't validate anything that 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 guy says on Cruz Island uh, every Wednesday at Off the Ball Network. So. I'll, I'll go off of what Mo said earlier too. Um, I don't know about the rest of y'all, but I use my podcast and my Twitter as receipts because what I want more than anything is if I'm wrong, I want someone to screenshot a tweet or to to you know screen record them listening to the podcast where I said something that was wrong because I want to know when I'm wrong because, you know, I watch guys like Colin Cowherd who, who say, you know, Baker Mayfield's Johnny Manziel. And then Baker comes on the podcast and he says, Oh, I never said you were Johnny Manziel when there's video and audio proof that you did. I'd never want to be that. So make sure when you, when you create content, you do this stuff that you use your, uh, you use your content and your tweets and, everything as receipts oh, to yeah. not only like back up first of all if you're right to not only back up yourself but to also like check yourself and to make sure that you know what you're saying is correct that that's the motto i use i use my twitter as a receipt thing not only for to be like ha told you so but to also be like hey you know <laughs> I, I i effed up yeah 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 and don't be like orlovsky and and uh you know <laughs> back down from your own words if you're gonna say something stand by it do any of y'all want to hop on the uh give us a source brew tonight uh we'll see i i i I don't know if i'm around tonight but um i'm sure i'm around i definitely want to hop on all right right, everybody that was jeff knee sports that was uh knee jerk analysis uh this was off the ball network.com exclusive and we are out be kind everyone eli mang's a hall of famer (laughs) And don't be racist. And Godzilla was overrated. Uh Uh-oh.